season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. Today we continue the JKR Podcast Texas Edition. It's going to be our last episode of the Texas Edition, sadly. Two weeks of nothing but Texas baseball content. Loved it. Loved hearing from these players. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. But today we've got Texas A&M Baseball Commit, class of 2024, recently just moved from Wisconsin to Flower Mound, Texas. We've got Sam Erickson on the show. Like I said, this is his first high school season playing in Texas. Actually came across his profile on PBR Texas. I just loved his swing, gave him a follow, made sure I reached out, wanted to get him on the podcast. I want to talk about, talk about him before he heads to College Station there in 2024. Today we discuss his recruiting process. We also discuss just the difference overall between Texas and Wisconsin baseball. Talk about Rep 1 Baseball, the agency that he signed with also talk about a variety of other things so i'm looking forward for you guys to hear it so let's dig in all right and welcome back to the jkr podcast today we've got one of the top prospects in the state of texas 2024 class committed to texas a&m we've got sam erickson on the show recently moved from wisconsin to texas Sam, super pumped to get you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. It's, it's a pleasure. Always always a pleasure being here with you, but um, I'm doing great. Season's going well to start with. Had a couple bumps, but I mean, I'm I'm getting back to where I want to be now, working on some, working some kinks out, but I'm feeling good now. How yeah. are you? Yeah, Dude, I'm doing good. Of course, got one of the top, what, got a Texas A&M commit on my podcast. You know, that's pretty cool well I came across your film from PBR Texas I don't know a couple months ago and I, I loved what I was seeing so I wanted to make sure I reached out to you um, but before mm-hmm. we dig into some baseball stuff one question I always like to ask everybody I get on the show is for those who don't know you how would you introduce yourself so who exactly is Sam Erickson um I'm Sam Erickson um I, my game is I'm not super flashy like I don't wear chains or anything but I, I, I like to think that my game speaks for itself so but I'm a 2024. I'm 16 years old. Uh, I'm committed to Texas A&M. I moved from Wisconsin about like nine months ago in the summer. So this will be my first season in Texas. So I'm really excited for it. But um, I played for the Louisiana Knights in the summer. I got connected with them about last year in the fall. But I just I just love playing baseball. I guess that's yeah. that's me. Yeah. So you talk about Texas A&M. Let's dig into a little bit to your recruiting process. So when exactly did that recruiting process start for you? And when did you start getting noticed by those D1 teams? Um, It started last fall. So fall of my freshman year, um, I went to tournament. It was like the freshman WWBA championship or whatever. It was in Florida, Fort Myers, I think, and with, with perfect game. And I, I just, I hit well, I had a couple, like a bunch of doubles. I hit around 500. So, I mean, that'll get you noticed, I guess. So yeah, I started talking to like 
Texas A&M then. That was, that was when Chad Kaye was their uh, recruiting coordinator. They, they switched, like, their entire, like, coaching staff. But I started talking to LSU then. And um, – but that's, that's when it really started to happen. It was, like – it was really surprising how, like, how quick everything just started moving because, like, one day I'm not talking to any schools or even thinking about it. And then the next day I'm, like, I've got a call with – Texas A&M or like Alabama, like it's just crazy, yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned Alabama, A&M, LSU. What were some of those other schools that reached out to you? And then were they offers or were they kind of just interested in you at that point? Um, at that point, it's just interest, like just getting to know them. But I was talking to Duke, um, OSU, TCU. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. So after talking to those teams for a little bit and then having an interest in you, how long was it before they actually gave you that offer? Um, Texas A&M offered in July of like last summer. So that'd be like 2021 summer, but that was, that was my first offer. And I, I waited till I went to the campus to actually like pursue it, but it was, it was very, very humbling to get that offer. And it's like, it's the same thing with like recruiting, like the next day, like, you wake up and you're like, oh, I have like an offer to a D1 school, like SEC. Like, it's just crazy to crazy to think about that. But um, Duke said they were going to offer, but um, I was just thinking like SEC baseball, it doesn't get much better than that. So I just decided to go for it, you know? Yeah. So when you took that visit in College Station, what was it that kind of stood out to you? And besides playing SEC baseball, what was it that made you want to commit to A&M pretty, uh, right away? Um, A&M, when I went there, it was just like uh, we pulled up to the field. It was Blue Bell Park. Like, you just see all the brick. Like, it's just a huge stadium. Like, it's just beautiful. And, like, I get in, the in like, the uh, locker room and all that, and it's just, like, it was just so crazy. Like, I've never seen anything like it, like, college-wise anyway. But it's just, like, the people there – I just so uh it's just like so like brotherly and like they it's like a family it's more not more like it's just a good family there and uh they really are inviting and like very like it's just a lot of camaraderie around Texas A&M and, and as a as a whole yeah yeah so are there some other committed A&M players that you already have established relationships with or have started to try to grow those before you head over to college station in 2024 um there's one there's a 2023 from my old my old club team Isaac Morton and he's he's a pitcher but we used to play we used to play together in the summers and the falls so I've, I've gotten to know him pretty good but I, I haven't really met any of the other 2024s yet but I'm sure as we get older I'll definitely reach out and get to know him a lot better yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you started playing for the Knights last year. So how exactly did you get connected with them? Um, and then who were some of the teams that you played with before uh, the Louisiana Knights? Um, I got connected with them last fall, as you said, but um, uh, by coach Chad. Uh, yeah, Chad. Uh, shoot, what's his name? Chad Rayleigh. <laughs> I'm blanking out. Uh, Chad Rayleigh. He sent me an email because they needed a outfielder for the WWBA tournament. And. He, he just, like, saw my stats on PG. He liked what he saw, so he just, just shot me an email. And that's it's history after that. But before them, I played with 
just the Minnesota blizzard in the falls and in the summer. And they're, they're a great program too. So it was, it was a lot of great coaching I got throughout my, like when I was from like 10 years old to like 15 and then now I play with the Knights. So it's a lot, it's a lot different with the Knights cause um, it's always in like Georgia and Alabama and like Louisiana, but versus like the, the blizzard, they always go to like the Southwest, like um, Las Vegas is a big one for them. And uh, they go to Utah a lot in the winter. So it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So you got connected with the Knights when you were still in Wisconsin or that Minnesota area. Um, mm-hmm. Are you still pl- planning on playing with them this summer, although you're already in Texas? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely keep playing with them. I just they, – they've done so much for me, like, with the recruiting-wise and, like, just bringing me in as a as a player. So it's, it's a great family there. Yeah. It's a, a lot. Of- yeah. So, I've, obviously, you're already into your first season playing in Texas, just Texas high school baseball. From what I've heard, it's amazing, top tier, one of the best states in the United States just baseball-wise. What's some of the biggest things that you've noticed just in comparison to Wisconsin high school baseball and Texas high school baseball you're playing right now? Um, first off, like, like talent wise, like there's just a, so many more people here like, and so like densely compact. So like, obviously like there's going to be more guys that are like, that are like dudes, but they also have a lot more opportunity for, for growth. Like, cause they can play all year, all year round and like have a, batting cage available to them all the time so like like depth wise there's definitely better it's definitely better here in texas but like I, f- I feel like there's a lot of raw talent in wisconsin that needs to just be trained so but the like the biggest thing that i've noticed is so, everything here is so like sports oriented so like during school like i'll have baseball practice like for like a fourth of the day so like it's crazy so you're like, having you're having baseball practice when school's going on? Like a it's class. It's is one of my classes. So I have I have block schedule. So I have four classes in a day. So I've my my fourth period class is baseball for like an hour and a half. And then we have uh like we go like an hour after because okay. that's what the state yeah. Is that is that normal for those other sports too? So like in the winter are they doing that? Yeah, like every basketball? sport here, every sport here, that's what they do. They have practice during school. It's crazy. That's crazy. Like, are you, are you still keeping up with all your classes? Like, are yeah, you we, still, like, like, do like, they still have you on schedule to graduate? Yeah. Well, we still get electives or like credits for it and everything. So it works oh. out just Man, fine. I should have went to Texas. I should have went to yeah. Texas for high school. That was the, that was the biggest surprise for me. Like when I got here, I was like, that it's like so much nicer. The day goes by so fast and like, you have something to like really look forward to. Yeah. So, so since you moved to flower mom, the team that you're the high school team that you're on right now, um, adding in some of your Louisiana Knights teammates. Are there any of your uh, teammates that you've played in the past that have kind of flown under the radar, just in your opinion? Um, my uh, my starting catcher, he's a sophomore as well, uh, Zane Becker on, on my high school team. Zane Becker, he's just like a – he's a dude, like kid rakes. But so far it doesn't look like he's got too much recruiting process going, but I, I haven't really talked to him too much about it. But – I mean, the kid could go anywhere he wants, like, to be honest. He started last year as a freshman, even. So, like, he's just – he's, like – he's he's a dude. So, also, uh, Josh Glazer, he's on my high school team as well. Um, he's he's just, like, 
so competitive. He's he's a sophomore too, but he's very competitive. He's just always he's up to like 86, 87, I think too. So he's he's a good pitcher. But I think uh, on my Knights team, like like everyone that's like uncommitted on there, I know that they're gonna go somewhere. So because like everyone there is just like we're all just like a family. Like we're all just ball players. Like we're fighters. Like it's a lot of fun in the summer playing with all of them. Cause I know I have confidence in every single one of them that they're going to do what they need to do in the right situation. Yeah. Plus those Knights guys, I mean, they're playing in a great organization, Louisiana Knights. It's a great program um, for you being an insider of that program. Um, are there anything that you just see that make that like signifies how great the program is and the reason it has had so much success in the past? Um, the coaching to me is like, it's just astounding because like they know exactly what they're doing like they it seems like I mean they pitch the right guys in the right situations and like they let you play the game but then they'll get on to you if if you if they see anything wrong but like I think they just they just know the game really well so they they know how to like teach the game too so that helps a lot yeah so let's dig a little bit into the actual gameplay on the field let's dig into your hitting your hitting approach um, so exactly when you're walking up to the plate, what's going through your mind and what are you trying to do with the, each at bat? Um, every at bat, I, I look to the right center gap. I'm just trying to hit a line drive to, between the left field or between center field and right fielder. Just like those are those are my favorite hits because they're so satisfying just getting a double on those on those gappers there. But um, my approach is just be relaxed and loose and just like just try to get a barrel like that's that's all I'm focused on like outcomes are gonna like sometimes you'll just hit barrels like right at people and like you can't control that really like if you hit barrels and gaps and stuff like you'll have a good game but also same thing happens when you hit barrels like right at people it's like it looks like you had a bad game but you know you did well because you hit the ball hard but it's just not in the right place but yeah so obviously you walk up to the plate, you have that mindset. Does that mindset change at all when you're on two strikes? Is there a certain two strike approach that you like to go to? Um, I didn't have too much of a two strike approach until I came to Flower Mound. I used to just like, instead of doing a leg kick, I just put my foot down and just swing. But um, with two strikes here, we just widen out and then uh, choke up a little bit and just just try to get the ball in play as best you can is there's nothing worse than walking back to the dugout after a strikeout. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I came, I came across uh, your gameplay, um, obviously as a hitter, watching some of those highlights from PBR Texas, but you're also a pitcher. So can you take us through your pitching repertoire and what exactly your plan is for college to maybe possibly be a two-way player or just a hitter? Uh, the plan right now is just to hit, but I, I, this summer I definitely want to work on pitching a lot, but for pitching, I got a four seam. It's a I got a two seam. It's kind of like a a sinker too, a little bit. Um, a change up and a slider. Um, I like to just throw strikes. Like there's a lot of guys just trying to like blow it by you and like just throw as hard as they can. But I, I just like throwing strikes and mo- with movement and like because like everyone can hit below, but not everyone can like. Ev- not everyone's gonna get fooled at one point, so. Velo is not going to win at the end of the day. Like, but I definitely want to work on like getting my Velo up this summer too, because I can throw a lot harder from the outfield than from the mound. So it's like, I know, I know I have it in me. 
So I just got to work on it. Yeah. Well, in the outfield, I mean, you get you get time to like to be able to wind up on the move, be able to throw yeah. it faster. I mean, I know Kevin Kiermaier, he hits like 104, 105 from the outfield. It's yeah, it's crazy. It, it's crazy what he can do. But um, as you're working on your pitching this summer, are there any pitches that you're wanting to add, or are you kind of just wanting to work on the pitches that you already have in your repertoire? Definitely work on control and and velocity. So I'm I'm happy with the pitches I have right now. I mean. I wouldn't I want I just want to work on like my change up like placing that because I can't really feel it too well but just placing that for sure and like my slider just getting it to move more just small stuff like that like that'll just make it even harder to hit it so yeah so let's say you were a scout watching your game watching you in the box what would be your scouting report on yourself um I would say sometimes a little too aggressive but um just like er, like swing early in the count but um from the outfield like I, i'm pretty fast I, I like to get i like get good reads and uh just throw it hard through the cut not trying to like do too much that's that's what i do yeah so obviously you still got three years before you head off to college station there in uh, texas a&m but what are some of the biggest things you're wanting to work on and fix before you head to a&m's campus um, definitely more on the mental side of baseball, like, like mechanics will come, but mental, you have to like really focus and work on it. Like not getting down, like after like a first, like first inning strikeout or something, like I just gotta like stay up and just stay even the entire game. Like just stuff like that. Like, just like to be more rounded, more rounded players. So that like, I'm just more even and not so streaky. You know? Yeah. So as we, as we talk about college baseball, obviously going to Texas A&M, what are some of the college and pro guys that you model your game after? And then for those that you do model your game after, what are the reasons for that? Um, definitely Mike Trout because he's just a big outfielder. He just hits nukes. Like the dude, like um, it's so fun watching him just because of how like how strong he is and like how fast he is and how athletic. Like that's just what I want to be. You know, like like just like put fear into every single pitcher. Like that's exactly what I want to be. Yeah. So obviously I told you before uh, we got on the episode to record that I'm trying to be an agent. I asked if you were okay with talking about your advisor. So um, you got two advisors working for rep one baseball. So when exactly did you get in contact with them? And then what was that process like before you actually picked them to be your advisors? Um, I got the, I got in contact with them probably like three months ago, like totally, but their, their contact, their advisors for uh for some players on my Knights team, John Pearson and his brothers, but um, they're just great guys. Like they, they, they don't try to, or they're just like very honest, like upfront with you. They'll, they'll help me with anything I need. And, but before talking to them, like um, I got everything like through my summer coach. So like, and, and my old high school coach, like, like, uh, calls with uh schools stuff like that so i mean without them i mean i wouldn't have like like workout programs if i needed or like nutrition plans stuff like that so i mean they're, they're a lot of help yeah so were there any other advisors that reached out to you uh before you decided to sign with well not sign with them but choose them uh no not really like you get like emails and stuff like I just kind of ignore it because it's it's like very pricey so like 
like it might not be worth it to me just because of how like ahead of the recruiting process I already am. So, yeah, I mean, when you, when it, you it's say pricey. Uh, when you say pricey, what do you mean by that? Like, are there people like trying to charge you? Yeah. So there, there's a lot of, uh, I've heard a lot of stories of people getting like charged, like over thousands of like thousands a year, just like stuff like that. It's like, they're just, some people try to take advantage of people, but I mean, not rep one obviously like they're just like great dudes like it's like like if i get drafted like they, they uh i they just get a percentage of my signing bonus or whatever so yeah they don't, which is they don't which try. is the way which is the way it should work i'm not sure yeah. those those guys trying to reach out to you for pricing pricey wise but um yeah. let's let's move <laughs> on beyond beyond baseball so obviously we're a baseball podcast but i like to talk about some of the off the field stuff too so let's talk about what are some of your passions beyond the baseball field? Um, I love I love music. I love I play video games and uh, I just love like just driving around, just like listening to music and stuff like that. Like I play guitar, ukulele just for fun. And I mean, if I, I wish I was a little more creative because I'd be making music instead of like listening to it, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like I um this summer I'm definitely I want to start uh like training like mixed martial arts and stuff because that'd be good balance and good uh good way to get my mind off baseball sometimes and i like i love watching the ufc it's just like so entertaining to me for some reason but yeah. i might play football next year too so it depends it's a lot of a lot of maybes but did, i definitely want to start training mixed martial you, arts did you play football in wisconsin or would this be just be your first season ever playing football no it'd be my first season ever but um I, I've played with some friends that play football and like, they told me I'd totally fit in. So, yeah. Wait, uh, so when did you get interested in playing the guitar? Um, it's about a year ago, like a year and a half ago, I started playing ukulele just like, just for fun. It was like the end of COVID layer, like, not really the end, but like, like COVID was kind of winding down and I was looking for something to do. And so I just picked that up and just like watched YouTube videos and like kind of taught myself at the same time. But then after like six months of that, guitar sounded a lot more interesting because you can play a lot more songs on it. It's a lot harder, but I, I'm, I'm making progress. I'm not by any means like good at it yet, but it's just something to do, I guess. And like something, something like I always need things to like get my mind off baseball because if I don't have anything else, I'm just always focused on it. And sometimes that's, it's a good thing and a bad thing, but. I just need something to get my mind off it sometimes. Yeah. So what are, what are some of those songs that you're trying to play as you're trying to learn that guitar? Uh, on the guitar, a lot of like, um, just like, just like songs that like sound pretty. Like um, this is one artist I really like XXX Tentacion. He's got a lot of like pretty melodies, but um, just like old songs too are a lot of fun. Like, uh, like Hey There Delilah and just stuff like that. Like just fun songs to play, I guess. So are you more of a, are you more of a country guy? Or are you more of a rap guy? So XX Tenation, he's a, he's a rapper, but. Yeah, you... I'm more of a rap guy. I also like, uh, like, uh, like pop rock type thing. Like Machine Gun Kelly, he's like starting to do a new thing, but. I like that a lot too. And uh, I mean, there's some country songs I like. I just don't like listening to it on my own. Like uh, Tennessee Whiskey, I, I love that song. So, 
So, so up in Wisconsin, are most of the people are they they country music listeners, or are they or are they more like rap like yourself? Um, it's very split. It's like it's fifty fifty. So, like here, it's like seventy five uh, country, twenty five rap. But like everyone here like likes rap, but they like country a lot more. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of the culture down here is like country and like all that. But it's still like a little rap. But yeah. So what are on just the lifestyle side of things? What's the biggest things that you've noticed moving to well Texas from Wisconsin? What are some of those biggest changes that you've seen? Um, like it's like it's really weird because um, like kids here seem a lot more like like um like talkative. It's it's a little it's kind of weird. Like people like just make small talk out of nothing. It seems like, but up north everyone seems a little like to themselves a little bit and that might have been because of covid too i don't know because uh i like my freshman year it was like we had masks on and like all that but now here we don't have masks and all that that's another big thing like the masks and all that it's a lot a lot different down here everyone seems like just to just want to be together you know yeah yeah i have to say when we when we switch i go to indiana university when we switch from no mask to mask to no mask like uh, conversations in classes just flew so much be- better. Yeah, with for the, sure. With the mask, it was so so hard to talk to people. But yeah, it was like especially like being able to see people's entire faces. Like I didn't see, like at my old school, I didn't see people's faces until the last day of school. Like when we were outside, like it was it was weird because I didn't know I didn't really like know the people until like the last day of school. Yeah, and like for a lot of them, that was the last time I ever seen them. So yeah. So w- when exactly did you move to Flower Mound? Uh, I moved in August, so it was literally like three days before school started. It was crazy. It was like I didn't know I was moving until probably like April, May of last year, and then I moved like August. So like that was like a three, four month like just turnaround. It was pretty crazy, but I I I know I knew my dad was like, and my parents were looking for houses in Texas like that like whole twenty twenty one year. But we didn't know for sure if it was going to happen. It was getting late in the year, too, especially because, like, I had to have a house, like, an address before so-and-so, before, like, school started. So, but, yeah, it was, like, a four-month turnaround from April to, like, August. So, I, but when I got here in August, like, I school started school, like, right away. So, it was, like, it was a quick switch, but it was good to not have, like, any break in between because then I could like meet new people and all that so yeah. and get to know the baseball team it was a lot of fun so now that you've been there for seven or seven eight months are there some cool things that you like to do in Flower Mound I know I know it's pretty close to Dallas as well so have you been able to find some cool things that you like to do throughout the the town and the city yeah there's a lot of like con- there's always something going on in Dallas like there's a lot of concerts a lot of people hang out a lot like there's always something going on and like they got top golf like 10 minutes away stuff like that so like there's always just something to do I guess but um just one thing in particular I love doing here is just like just like driving around and like seeing new things because like there's a lot of new things here I haven't seen and then like get to know the towns and like like the towns around me and like get like to get to know the roads and stuff because it's like all brand new so I like when I got here I was like completely lost but now I know my way around pretty well so it's a lot of fun yeah. So Fort Worth, I mean, so Dallas is pretty close to you. I know Fort Worth is pretty close to Dallas. Are there any other like bigger towns that are close to you in Texas? 
Um, well, everything's like, like Austin's like about like two and a half hours away. Houston's like, I think like five or six hours and like college stations, like around three hours too. So everything's like two or three hours away, but there's no like huge town. Like the towns that surround me, like Louisville is like 80,000 flower mounds, like 70,000. And then uh, like all the towns just around here are like pretty large, but the, like the major towns are all like two hours, three hours away. So. So have you, so have you gotten a chance to go to a rodeo since you've been in Texas yet? No, not yet. That that sounds like a lot of fun, though. I gotta try that this summer. Like this summer, I'll probably like experience a lot of new things. Yeah, I did go to. Plan- that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Are you planning on going back to Wisconsin anytime soon? Yeah, for sure. Like this summer, I'll go back and I'll see I'll see my friends and all that, and see my old coach, like on my old team, all that. So, like, it'll be a lot of fun. But I had some friends uh, for spring break. I had like three friends from Wisconsin. They flew down and stayed at my house for a week. So that was a lot of fun. Just seeing them again. Yeah. So when you go back to Wisconsin, are there some cool things that you like doing while you're uh, there? I know you said you're close to Minneapolis. So is there cool things you like to do within there or just within your hometown in Wisconsin? Um, there, there's like, there's not too much to do, but it's just like, I love like just being with those people. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Like there's, we always find something random to do, like, but it's just a lot of fun being with those guys. Cause like, like I grew up with them, like all that. So it's just, we always find something random to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like in particular. Yeah. So Sam, I've got a couple more questions for you and then we'll, we'll be able to end off the podcast. So obviously NIL came out last year, 2021. You still got a couple years before your mind's even on that type of stuff. But um, let's say you're freshman at Texas A&M. Are there any types of brands that you're wanting to work with? Like, do you have a dream brand that you would love to work with someday? Um, well, I'm I'm split between Nike and Adidas, but I, I love and I love Nike's like looks of stuff, but I like Adidas Adidas function. Cause like Adidas is like a lot more light and like like fits nicer, but Nike just looks better in my opinion. But there's also like I, I there's this one uh tea brand, it's called Peace Tea. And like I just love their tea, so hit me up, yeah. Peace Tea. <laughs> yeah. What's what's it called? Peace tea. It's like peace. P A C E T. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have to look that up. See see what type of type of brand they are. Yeah, I, they're just like it's just a drink. So I mean, I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sam, <laughs> my that's all... I have a back of like seventy cans, just like in my room. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sam, that's all the questions I got for you. Um, like I said, I came across your file, uh, PBR Texas. Really loved your game. Loved watching you hit. Um, so I'm looking forward to following your career from now on. I wish you the best of luck. And I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Hey, of course. All right, Sam, you have a great night and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's going to do it for today's episode. Like I said, it's the last episode of the J.K.R. Podcast, Texas Edition. It was fun these last two weeks. Nothing but Texas baseball content. Loved learning from all these Texas baseball players. I, I honestly believe Texas might be the best state in the United States for high school baseball, even maybe for college baseball. I mean, they got a lot of great teams down there. 
Really want to thank Sam for coming on the show today. Also want to thank all the guests that came on these last two weeks. Like it was really, really fun. Uh, make sure to tune in next week as I actually have four football players on the show. Usually I know it's a baseball podcast. Got four football po- four football players coming on the show. They're actually from the Summit City Lyman Academy, another project I'm working on in the Fort Wayne area. We got Vinny Fiacable, Randy Holtz, Luke Wigginton from Indiana University. Also got Joe Tittman from Wisconsin, NFL draft prospect for this upcoming year. Um, so make sure to tune into those, get some football content, learn about some of these football players in the Northeast Indiana area. Um, but for any more updates besides these episodes, uh, tune in to our Instagram page, Twitter page, at JKR underscore podcast. Also our website, www.jkrpodcast.com. Um, but with that being said, we're going to end off today's episode. Like I said, thank you for listening to the Texas Edition podcast. Um, I'll catch you guys next week.